welcome to Underplayed or Overrated. I'm Tom. And I'm Paddy. And this is our new show. We're back. Willkommen. Not, not, it gets worse. No, not doing that anymore. <laughs> if you followed us, this is a bit of a departure, right? So, not the same thing. No. Not reviewing current events anymore. No. No, we're not. We do. We've. we've um, Things got so bad, we yeah. didn't think that they could possibly get anywhere. We've got the security blanket out. We're back to music. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever really done like a full. No music focused. We've sort of gone all over the place, haven't we? Before and like done different topics and, and mentioned music and stuff, but no, we're never like solely focused on it. For, for anyone that, that actually knows us outside of listening to a podcast that we've recorded, this is probably our wheelhouse, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Music is where we met. Yeah. Playing in bands. Um, yeah. And frequently what we talk about. Yeah, in, true. Other than like memes and like... Oh, it's mostly memes. That's not... Like dudes narrating bread getting ba- getting cooked. I saw that. <laughs> Let's watch the bread get cooked. Yeah, why not? It is eerily satisfying. Um, so yeah, the premise, I guess, is that we're going to take an album in each episode that is regarded as a classic or, I don't know, like influential, seminal, insanely popular for whatever reason. Yeah, be, for better or worse, we yeah. might we might not enjoy it, but it's no. people do. Yeah, uh, and then we're we're gonna actually go back, maybe listen to it if we haven't listened to it in a while, listen to it again, or listen to it the first time. Can and... I can I just instill a Coldplay band though? Can we can we back do a Coldplay band? Oh, I don't know. We'll get, we might. Have, it depends how many episodes we do. I suppose if we yeah. get to like two hundred and two, we'll do like um, Viva La Vida. <laughs> No. Didn't Joe Satriani sue them for that for that melody? I think Yes, he did, he yeah. Did, yeah. Uh, insane. Um <laughs> I'm just like belching into the microphone. We're gonna yeah. review Tom's belches. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um So yeah, without further ado, I guess we we're gonna start with an album that I think most people have probably heard plenty of songs from. I would say most of. Like, there's so many hits on this album. Yeah. And if you've read the episode title, you will know <laughs> that that album is Spoilers. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. This yeah. Is, this is where, if we were allowed, we'd cut in, like, a bit of Don't Stop um, or something like that, and it'd be like, oh, that sounds great. Because that's all you can go your own way, because, again... It's one of those albums where you put that on, it's like, oh, I'm watching a film. Yeah, yeah, And they've, like, yeah, cut yeah, yeah. To, the, to the 70s, you know. So I guess where we start... <laughs> <laughs> just, just let that one sit. Oh, man, what is going on? Um, so, yeah, um, I guess... Tell us a bit about the band and the making of the album, because I know that you've got... Yeah, all right. You've got that covered, right? So, the sort of brief primer on Fleetwood Mac, they were started by Mick Fleetwood and John McVie, Fleetwood and Mac. Um, and initially, they were sort of a more bluesy band. You know the song Albatross? Dun, 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 dun. You know, um, it used to be on Marks and Spencer's adverts a lot. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. That song, that's Fleetwood Mac, but that's like a different Fleetwood Mac. And they had a guitar player called Peter Green, and that was the band then. And I think he, I don't really know the story. I think he may have like lost his marbles. He's yeah, because de- they were sort of like a psychedelic. He's dead now, band, so right? he, I can't libel him. So I think, you know, but um, yeah. Yeah, they were sort of like psychedelic. They were like, yeah, rock. like a bluesy. Black Magic Woman, I think, might have been them as well. 
you know, I'm not going to sing that one. <laughs> but this is what's going to happen on this on this podcast is it's going to be like yeah, there's going to be a lot me of... trying to suggesting a song and you not knowing, and then me having to try and sing it because we yeah. can't we can't play it. Maybe maybe between us we could stop the podcast and and play the songs and then go oh yeah and then come back. <laughs> That would make such great. I'm also thinking it might help. The, it might help the listener if, in between the tracks, you have a listen as well, and then you sort of be on the same page. Unless you're a big time Fleetwood Mac fan, because that might be how people find this. Like they might go, yeah, true. They might search Fleetwood Mac and find this. Oh, good God! I hope when we slate an album, um. Huge spoilers. Looking at you, think, Beastie Boys. I don't think we're, gonna, we're probably going to be slating this one, but there is going to be some albums here that we just don't we don't vibe with at all. Uh, yeah, and I just hope that fans of that artist don't find the podcast when searching for things about that artist because we might get some. Well, I don't know. I think that's <laughs> all press is good press, right? Like even if yeah. people we've got an entire like. You know, we'll we'll try not to do too many Taylor Swift albums, I guess, because the Swifties will have us. Fuck Taylor Swift! I'm going to say it right yeah, now, she doesn't Taylor qualify Swift. for this shit. Um, so she's anyway, ruined my NFL. Patrick. So anyway, she's Fle- ruined it. Fleetwood Mike, started by Mick Fleetwood, John yes. McVie, um, Peter Green, and I think somebody else might have been in the band that didn't that fizzled or something happened i'm not sure i can't remember what happened in the documentary too many psychedelics probably went crazy and then they went to sort of re re sort of jig the band and be and find new members um i suppose it's worth saying now that that's if you if you follow the career of fleetwood mac that's quite a reoccurring theme is uh, let's rejig things and find new members no i don't know i feel like this lineup that recorded Rumours is the one that they sort of get had then until now. I think Lindsay, Lindsay Buckingham's left now for some reason. I don't know why that is. I think we might have fallen out. And, Chris, think... and Christine McVie died, so that's yeah, not okay. helpful. <laughs> but like, you know. Um, but yeah, so Christine McVie joined. She was John McVie's wife. Um, she played keyboards and sang. This isn't what I really do. I play keyboards. Um, and then they were practicing. I think they were rehearsing in a room next door in LA to Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham, who had Buckingham and Nicks as like a separate band. Okay. And they were like, oh, they sound good. Let's have them in our band. So they did that. So that's where Stevie Nicks, and they're American, and the rest of them are English. Yeah. So that gives them an, a fun dynamic. Um, and then they recorded a the self-titled Fleetwood Mac album um, after that, and things were going really well. They had the song uh, Landslide on there. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> if you don't know it, look it up. It's a good, it's a great. Shall, it's, shall we? Shall we just? Pause? Yeah, let's pause and have a listen to Landslide, everyone. So we've listened to Landslide and Rhiannon which are songs off of the other album, so we're not talking about them, but it's just sort of a primer. They had those, they were like big hits for them previous to this, and they toured that, and then shit started to go south from there. Like they yeah, all, like so, so the relationships in the band were just not great, were they? Yeah, all like the through, really. while this album was being recorded, I think John and Christine McVie got divorced, and um, Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham, who were together broke up yeah. i think stevie nicks left Lindsay buckingham for somebody else right okay so like this album is just basically all of them writing horrible songs about each other yeah but and when you listen to it with that scope it's the, absolute just like the, the actual brilliance of that though i don't think that is is there is there another moment in the history of another band where it could generate the level of like that sort of songwriting as this, like it's just insane. Really? The only example I can think of, which has really made me laugh is, um, Saint Anger by Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure the songwriting is on <laughs> quite <laughs> the same <laughs> level. <laughs> like we're just going to stop and listen to Saint Anger. No, we're not. Right. I, I've heard that enough I'm only times. kidding. Or frantic, Jesus possibly. 
Oh man, that's amazing. Um, Not quite on the same level. Is no, it? different effect. I think that one. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I guess the difference between Saint Anger. Because this is what we're doing. We're comparing albums to Saint Anger on this. Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's called. And the difference between anger or rumors <laughs> and Saint Anger is they didn't like draft in a, a band therapist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who then thought he was in the band? They probably. Do you remember that? He like thought he was in Metallica for a bit. Metallica, yeah. No, I think I think the whole thing with there was no they probably should have. There's no DVD either where they like. Oh, there's no doctor. There's no some kind of Fleetwood that they brought out. Some kind of Fleetwood. That's incredible. I yeah. I would I would watch the shit out of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, So yes. So then. This album, what, came out in 1977? Yeah. So you, you also have to... Also drugs, I think, is important to, 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 to yeah, know. Yeah, okay. A lot of cocaine. Unsurprising. Um, I think that was a big sort of factor in them sort of spiralling and having, like, these problems. So I imagine they toured that first album that they all put together. And yeah. You know, and like I said, they like, had all the success, and yeah, and here we are. So yeah, so nineteen seventy-seven. I think if you go away and listen to this, um, and then come back, now's probably the cue to do that. Yeah, we'll we put could, a link. You could do second. You could do track by track if you wanted. Yeah, you could do. You could we'll, do it we'll, either way. But, we'll be here when you get back. But you, you just. I think if. You're listening to it for the first time. Some understanding of the fact that this was recorded nearly 50 years ago on the equipment of the time is... To, oh, another, be... another fun nugget fact for you. Did, did you ever see the documentary Sound City? No. That Dave Grohl did. And he, oh, he yes. said that it was I, like a I legend, a legend legendary but like recording studio in Van Nuys, I think it is, in California. And we had a very special sound desk yeah and it's recorded all these hits all these big out al- this one well, this is one of the albums that was recorded yeah, there yeah, yeah. Oh, okay <laughs> that's it that's the fact some homework guys go there you go, go watch go and watch sound city so yeah i guess i'll i'll just i'll just hit hit with some preconceptions that i sort of maybe had yeah about the album before i went back and listened to it with sort of a fresh like a clean slate um, so I, my notes here, I said that I'll have heard the songs before, but I don't think I've ever listened to it front to back as an album. Ever. I don't think I have until today. Um, the band has sort of almost a crazy cult following, but I kind of feel like that's to do with, I don't know. I mean, Stevie Nicks had this weird draw and appeal, right? Like a lot of people worship the hell out I of I feel Stevie like Nicks, it, they've, come, they've made a big comebback amongst 30-somethings, like since lot They're like... Oh, much, here we are. Much, much like Steely Dan. They're like the female Steely... <laughs> I mean, you couldn't... They're, they're like... Couldn't, well, hang on. You couldn't let... We couldn't even get halfway into the first episode without you bringing you up... You better Steely believe there's a Steely Dan album coming. You better believe. I feel like we have to. I'm not sure, though. We're gonna have no, to, I'm we sure. Have, we have to talk about this. No, wait till we're on, till we're on air. Just because you think it's an iconic album doesn't mean... It is! <laughs> okay. It, no, okay. I've lost my train of thought. So, uh, oh, yeah, except, so, yeah, so, like, I think a lot of, sort of, people have gotten back into Fleetwood Mike recently. Yeah. Karen, my wife, being a big example, she's going to see um, a Fleetwood Mac tribute band. Oh, sick. Like, next year, I think, so. It's like, my 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 mum really, like, it's Fleetwood Mac are probably my mum's favourite. They're like sort of girls, they're like rock for girls. I think so, a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it's like my mum my went to see him live not that, not that many years ago. We've got yeah. a lot of songs, I guess, for the, unusual for the time to that have got, like, female perspective song yeah. like songs yeah, yeah they, they don't you don't see a lot of that in like yeah and like, i think like Joni mitchell or like kate bush i think then my my other other preconception more about the band than about the album was more that did they ever perhaps go on to 
be as big as they perhaps could have done if it wasn't for that downward spiral with no the, i don't think so i think the that's relationships what made them members big. members dropping in and out because they fell out with each other and having to be temporarily replaced by other people and stuff over the years i also know? think though like they're almost like three separate acts together that managed to like yeah combine in a way that wouldn't work and maybe it's so serendipitous that they like even managed to get together and be as good as because their voices to all three of them together sound incredible yeah like the harmonies on this album are unbelievable like between the three of them and they all have such different like ranges like yeah like and I'm not sure what I'm what my point is, but they'd, they'd, no, like, you're right. Like, like the fact that there it is like three completely separate acts that make almost like a collaborative records together. And then the two crusties who were in a band previous who were just <laughs> yeah. who were just happy to be there. Fucking John McVie and, and Mick Fleetwood. Well, I sort of I sort of think like we're the rhythm section. <laughs> well, there's a lot there where it's just like it's almost like them two curating this collaboration of better songwriters yeah like who can we get to help us do cocaine more yeah (laughs) and i think that's what they did for most of it's probably still doing now so you ever seen footage of mick fleetwood drumming he just looks so buzzing to just be there (laughs) yeah this is amazing so i think that's the other thing before before we crack on with the actual rundown of the tracks on the album it's like Mick Fleet was just known as being a bit of a dickhead, really. Isn't he? Like, yeah, he's not, he's not. He's not viewed as a very nice man. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's just got this. Yeah. He's, I, I, stuff that I've like seen. I know he's very. Years. All I know he's about him is that he's very tall and he's got like a long ponytail. Long ponytail. He's sort <laughs> of a bit it. of like a. He's sort of shy. He's never been like one to be like hugely in the public eye. I don't think has he. He makes the odd appearance. I'm sure he's like more recent times. There's a gig, there's a meme where it's him doing like a, a spoon solo <laughs> on his body. <laughs> and it says something like, um, brought to you by cocaine or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Like, um, yeah, he appeared on the news not that long ago. Does he live in like one of the Caribbean islands that, that had like a disaster or something? It sounds right. He like appeared on the news as like a person that's from there. It's like, why is Mick Fleetwood? Did he just say it's underneath, like Hawaii, his, underneath him, like, actual, Mick, was, yeah, actual Mick Fleetwood? The recent, the recent, it was the, when the volcano went off in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Honolulu, when the volcano went off. Could be. And, yeah, he was like the, he was like, good morning, Britain's contact on the ground. So it's like, who can we call? We're cutting uh, to Mick Fleetwood. I think Mick Fleetwood is out there. It's like, okay, let's ring him up. Um, so, yeah. It's just drumming along to... Um, <laughs> dreams so without further ado then i think we just uh go into the tracks into so starting off track one secondhand Se- news secondhand news what what were your thoughts on this one so my first note is one of those songs with no chorus just a noise because he goes like i just sort of yeah my my sort of my yeah, where I went with this so good tone setter. Yeah, it's sort just like tone quite well. ha- happy traveling song, A- uplifting. Until you read the lyrics, catchy hook. We, yeah, I think that's probably a, a, a theme, though, right throughout the whole record. Yeah. I think is that catchy as hell sounds quite chirpy in places. If you actually read what they're saying, <laughs> probably not so much. Really, I've I've noted that he says one thing. I think you should know. I ain't going to miss you when you go. Been down so long. Um, I've been tossed around long enough. Oh, couldn't you let me go down and do my stuff? Is that like sexual frustration? Is that or sexual? Or is it go down and do my stuff? A line of cocaine. <laughs> like, what does it mean? And then he's, the last line is, I'm just secondhand news as well. Yes. So it's like, oof. So, yeah, uh, again instrumentally it's quite light and breezy there's nothing too heavy going on here um mine i've got another note the harmonies are shit hot it's about all the way through i'm gonna say it's just that i've i've got similar points but at probably various other points in the album like because that yeah like that's it's just a tone that goes all the way through it they're just always like 
So I think th- this shows off how the, the knack that they had for just writing really catchy hooks. Cause I, catchy I hooks wonder, because a lot of the time as well, I wonder what their process was, because it's like, this is clearly a Lindsay Buckingham song. Like, he's come in with it. Yeah. That, and if they just joined in and gone, oh, we'll put a harmony on this, we'll do this and that. Yeah, I think I think the way that it sounds to me is that the songs are very much written by Bez, the, yeah. the one person that, that wrote the song. Yeah. And then the other members of the band have then filled in. Yeah, the they've just put their bits in. Yeah. Um, Which leads I us think, on. Yeah, second-hand news, not... There's not really it's much not, you can say it's about not it. It's like a standout song on the album, but it does the, like, it does the job. It's like a nice like, opener, tone yeah, setter. Just like setting the tone for what, what comes next, really, which is which is Dreams, which, of course, everyone everyone that knows the course... Everyone's uh, been to Mat- to Matalan, so everyone's heard this song. Well, it was the cause that did this, right? That in the, um, the 2000s, am I right? Like... No, that was um, further on. That was. Um, Are you sure? I swear to uh, God, who? I'm gonna have to. No, you're right. You're right. It was okay. You're right. Okay. You're right. Yeah. So for anyone that listened to shitty radio music in the UK in the early 2000s, will have heard this song a million times. Not the original. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I remember saying, like, blurting out to my mum and dad, who gave her a, no- a knowing look. When I heard the Fleetwood Mac version for the first time, like, oh, this is the cause. <laughs> oh, no. And they were like, Yeah, well, I would have been the same until, Who have we raised? You know, just a few years ago. Um, but. When I were like 12 or whatever. This is probably the best written song on the album, I think. Yeah. It, like, in terms of like an example of songwriting, this is about as Yeah, it just flows so it. well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it the, the vocal melody is just so like perfect. It's soulful. The instrumental just leaves room for the vocal here, right? That's the main thing that, that blows me away. Stevie Nicks as well, like she's not the musician, she's not a musician, is she? Per se? I imagine she can play guitar, like acoustic guitar, and that's how she probably writes. I don't know, to be honest. Could be. Um, But I think she's the best songwriter in the band. Yeah, for sure. Um, In terms of like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. Like she's got, like Stevie Nicks, you know it's Stevie Nicks and nobody else sounds like her. Like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, she's like their, she's like their Gaza. She's like their she's like their, like their flair player. You know what I mean? Like she can wheel out Stevie Nicks to like be yeah. like, wow, yeah, look I at think, this. You know, the, you know, on this song, she's mercurial. <laughs> she's like Cantona. Nineties <laughs> football references oh, on, only. Um, but yeah, I I just think that the the vocal melodies and the harmonies. It's just like what this album, and I don't want to harp on about it too much because it, it's a huge thing about my wrap up of it at the end, really. But there's a lot of the person that writes starts off with someone's written a good song, and instead of trying to take over this, especially on this album, they have this this innate ability to just allow the song to just continue to be the song, but just and not interfere and get in the way of it. Cause and and when you consider that four members of this band ha- absolutely hated other members of this yeah. band during the writing process of this album. Yeah. It was like two, like two camps of it. How they still other. restrained themselves from trying to ruin their like significant other. That's just left them's day by, Fucking think, up there. Do you song. think Mick Fleetwood was literally trying to glue it all together? Do you think he because you've got on one hand you've got John McVie and, and Christine? Was like, Mick Fleetwood actually a band therapist that thought he was in the band for a while? Yeah, that's what it is. He's not really a drummer. He's the band therapist, the band and therapist. he got stuck there and yeah, yeah. he sat on a stool and he happened to be in front of a kit and he's like, oh, I guess I'm playing on um, Dreams now. Oh, that's brilliant. But, you need yeah, more scenario like, in my headphones. Like you think, like the original two members of the band that bear the name of the band, 
were like mediators in this entire process because they're like the only two that weren't. I wonder if like Lindsay Buckingham played bass on it instead of John McVie because John McVie gets a lot and he's got no rebuttal really. (laughs) He can't just like play like a good to like to like show his feelings on the bass. You know what I mean? He can't really do. He can't articulate how he's got feeling. And fucking Christine gets into it later on. I'm not going to get into it now, but Christ, yeah. he, he really gets it. I think then on to track three. Yep. Oh, also, just to oh, say, yeah. if it was like a, if it was like a rap battle between um, Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham, I'd say round one goes to Stevie Nicks <laughs> between those two songs. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so then, but. Waiting right back in is Lindsay with Never Going Back Again, which, honest to God, is a banger. Now, to to me, my the huge thing is that this song's really Beatles esque. Yes, hugely. But I could, you could hear it on a bit. You could hear this on a Beatles record. Yeah, it, you could. Uh, there's there's a lot of McCartneyisms in the way that he's delivering the vocal on here. For, yeah, for, like, for one, the guitar is the also sort of screamy quite, like chorus, McCartney esque the way that it's played. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you um, that. There's a couple of songs on here actually where he, you can tell. I sent. Did you watch that YouTube video I sent you about this song? Nope. When so, did you? So like when? Would <laughs> like straight after we decided we were going to do this episode, but it doesn't matter. Basically, what it is, all the guitar is one track. It's one guitar, and he plays it live while this is like. But there's also the bass line that's like a separate rhythm. Yeah, yeah. the guitar, the guitar, guitar. the finger picked guitar. Yeah, and his thumbs doing a different rhythm to his um, fingers. He's just as a guitar nerd, it's hard. So that's all I'm saying, really. There, but he's he's doing that and singing it at the same time. Yeah, it's insane. It's folksy as well. I think this song. Yeah, massively. But that's what. There's a, there's like a whole thing with this album where there's there's elements of like blues, there's elements of folk, yeah. there's elements of rock, there's elements of prog in places, and it just it's like all funky sort of, as well. It's like very seventies in, in bits comes together yeah. so so well to say how different all the different parts are. Yeah, but yeah, they're sort of a big wide gamut, aren't we? Like of all everything. Yeah. Um. Did you have anything else on this song? He says, I've, I've pulled a lyric out, which is, you don't know what it means to win. Come down and save me again. Which, ouch. He, yeah, he's just in the, he's in the pit, isn't he, when he's written this? That's a recurring theme, I think, yeah. in this album. Um, but, yeah, this, it's, they're getting into it now. Like, you know, Second Hand News was just a, yeah, a little, little. There you go. Welcome in, everyone. And then the blows are happening. Leave your jacket now. by the door. Yeah, and then now everyone's awkwardly sat on settees, like looking in different directions. Yeah, I mean they're all, you know, that they've been locked in the house with mum and dad that are <laughs> going through the <laughs> process shouting upstairs at the top of their lungs, and the kids are downstairs like fucking hell, suppressed memory. <laughs> so just to sort of, and then I've just put. They're just like, do you want another banger now? Here you go. Oh, what? Don't stop. Don't stop. Yes. Track four, Don't Stop. You'll have heard this one uh, if you've got ears. Yeah, this uh, one's been around. And stuff. Um, this one's just, I just said like ELO, anyone. Like you can sort of you can, see where like it comes from that same place that Jeff Lynne. We, we were saying, weren't we, stuff. like... They all bring songs in and generally sing the songs that they write. Yeah. This one is Christine McVie wrote it and Lindsay Buckingham sings lead vocal on it. Yeah. But yeah. I think you can sort of tell the difference in the songwriting though. Like she's, I think it's a very British sounding song in yeah. a way. This, this is, it's very, like I say, like you could, this could appear on an ELO album and you'd be like, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's that British almost like froggy but not sort too of far gone that that like music. blue standard sound it's like yeah. very like one four five isn't it 
Um, I don't. Know if, I don't know if it is a one four five, but something like that. Yeah. Um, like a blues blues lick. Yeah, very very blues led like rock song. Like rock. It's rock. This is a real rock song. This one. Yeah. There are a few. They sort of start here, really, don't they? I mean, this is like the first. Like, yeah, and ro- like, it's it's hard to song. comment on this song just because it's so well known. Yeah, you know it. Well, I'm sure you, it makes if you, you don't want to if you don't want to talk sure about it, songs that are well known. I'm, we'll sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it makes you feel a certain way because it remind, it'll probably remind, give you like a memory of like a time. Like you know what I mean? It's one of them. It's like it triggers yeah. things. Um, my my other point, which you'll you'll appreciate, I hope, is um, solo is toit. Very tight. Solo. Yeah, the solo at the end of this song is Yeah. As well as are most of the He's a very, very, very tasteful guitar player. Yeah, like there's there's no like over Everything's what everything's what it should be. No, there's no licky, bluesy little like There's no fat. It's just all everything I think everything on pretty much all the songs, like just add something yeah there's it nothing doesn't it doesn't take it beyond that's the a point really good point there's, better. there's no waste is there it's all no. just nothing nothing for the songs from from anything so talking to songs that everyone knows oh, yeah the song that was my that's this i'll, this I'll is, kick us yeah off here, this so. is the song there's a reason why this one is played everywhere still in 2023 it's just a banger yeah the unconventional rhythms the uplifting nature of the musical arrangement, which is playing off against the fact that it's quite obviously quite a solemn breakup song um, when you actually listen to what they're saying. The chorus is just... The vocal melody in that chorus is is beyond good, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, the harmony. And, and like how Lindsay Buckingham like breaks out of it with his like lead. Yeah. So much um, passion in it. He's, he really means it. Well, it's like they both really, you know what I mean? Like it's, this, this is where that dynamic that we, that we, we were talking about at the beginning of the episode mm. is like as bare as it, as it gets really, because this is two people singing a song together. Yeah. That are no longer together. Yeah. Who wrote, who wrote this one? Uh, Lindsay Buckingham wrote so, this one. But yeah, you like, can go like your own writing, way. He's saying you're like, writing a song. It's basically like saying he, he, she can go, but he still loves her. Yeah, and it, I think it's like even saying like I'm still going to help you and write songs like this and 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 help. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. We're still really... in this together, even though you're doing your own thing, kind of thing. Yeah. I've also got the note. It's in every film ever. It is in a lot of films. Uh, Cut to the seventies. Yeah, in the car. It's driving down. You're driving down the road. She's left you. You can go your way. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) Crash his car. Um, (laughs) Yeah, off side of a mountain. Um, Yeah, it's California. It's hard to sort of again with with go your own way and don't stop. It's really hard to to say too much about it but the, like i say it, this sort of encompasses the simplicity and complexity would you say it's a song that within really? the first 20 like two seconds of it playing you know what it is um, like bling loving you and you're like oh yeah. it's like straight in there's no there's no intro yeah um the solo section and the final chorus and outro is however a lot looser than a lot of this record is. Yeah, it's it like a jam a lot, out, isn't it? It goes like a lot harder. There's only one other bit of this album in my mind. Is it mind fade out? That, I think it is, yeah. Um, there's only one other moment on the album, which is in a couple of tracks. Time on another song that everyone knows, but for completely different reasons than Go Your Own Way. Yeah, um, I know the one you mean. Where it, it just goes like insanely hard at the end for, for just like... Did have to go that hard, um, Phil Collins? <laughs> Tarzan would have been just fine. <laughs> oh yes, I love that. I did. I wondered where you. Were, I wondered where the fuck you were going with that then. And then I'm like, oh right, yeah, the Tarzan soundtrack meme. Um, 
Do we put? Do we do the Tarzan? I think we might. Maybe that's like a special. We do like a Christmas special Tarzan soundtrack. Yeah, maybe maybe we should do like film soundtracks as well because there are some Tarzan soundtracks. It's on the list. Okay, we'll add it. Um, Yeah. So yeah, you can't really say much more about it than that, can you? No, I don't think so. Everyone knows it. I've just written it. Gives me chills every time I hear it. Might be a bit over overblown, but I don't think it's wrong. Yeah, I I think there's a. If there's one track on this album that you could make the argument that it's a little bit overplayed, it's probably this one. Yeah. Um, it's one of them. You're never it, sick like of it, I though. Said, like, my, the first part of my note reads, there is a reason yeah. why this one is still all over the place. Yeah. Even now. It's amazing. Uh, Songbird. Songbird. This is the other super McCartney-esque song to me. Yeah, Christine McVie wrote it. That, that sort of explains it. It's like, if it sounds like another... If it British, sounds like it could be on like a, another, a, like a butter Beatles, advert from the 90s. Beat, yeah, on like, a Beatles, <laughs> on like a Beatles record or like an ELO record or there's probably other bands there that I'm missing really I've from that era. I've said it sounds quite funerally. I imagine it's, ru- it's ruined ballad, for lots right. of people for that, for, for that reason. Probably. Um, but, vocally yeah. though, this is shit hot. It's so yeah, good. she's she don't get a lot of like no. songs where she's lead vocal Christine movie, but I think there's plenty she, of emotion in this track. Again, got a really good voice and is probably like yeah. the most underrated. She's the um, you're searching in your mind for. She's like the Stuart. She's like the Stuart Pierce. Of this band, this waddle. Yeah, uh, she's she's like she's always there in the background, all reliable, putting in a shift. She's she's a um, Nikki Butt. To the to, to the treble stars. to the treble winning like night uh, Man United team. She's she's Nicky Butt. She's Roy Keane and uh, and and Stevie Nicks is Paul Scholes <laughs> in that midfield. Yeah, <laughs> Lindsay Buckingham's writing. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> or yes. David Beckham. Yeah, or David Beckham. Oh, Gigs, I think. You know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, but yeah, there isn't much to say about this. It's a ballad. John McVie, Solshire. <laughs> it's a ballad, right? It's not. There's plenty of emotion in it. It's soulful. It's a good song. Yeah, there's a few on the on this that you you're a bit like. All right, there isn't much. You see. Yeah, it's it, not like the, loads doesn't happen I think in this song. This, it's al- a ballad. this album is like. Not it's not got filler on it, but it's got probably like four or five that are like big, big songs. Yeah, so you and it makes the rest of them like a little bit. Yeah, I think you're right. There's no filler. It's it's at a consistently good level, but there are just songs yeah. that are beyond. Yeah, some of them I didn't really I didn't really know about well. No, yeah, that that was, songbird was definitely one. Yeah. Um. And there's a few towards the end of the album, but moving on to probably this is probably the last one of the huge, huge tracks. I did a cover of this when I was in that um, acoustic band. Oh, did you? Yeah. So the chain, which if you haven't, if if you're not sure which one we're on about. Formula One. Yeah, Formula um, One. It's not used for that anymore, I don't think, which is good. I think it's um, just the BBC don't have it. I think it's the BBC's tune, yeah. innit? That they use. So, I actually did quite a, quite a big note on this one. Let me... Fire away. My glass Um <laughs> Right, so, this is as expansive as and ambitious as it gets on this album, I think. Like, this is a proper, like... Yeah, it's like a prog song, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, um... The guitar works it just insane. Like the that like the pauses and stuff in like that long intro verse. Yeah. Where it's just like pull offs going on, like there's little just like it's just so little Twid- very and twiddly, twiddly diddly. And but it's just like those like country esque like It's in drop D. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. So there's like those really nice country esque like licks and just really, really like slick stuff. Mm. Um, the chord progression is very prog. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think what it like. It, I think there's only like two chords in it. Yeah, it? but it's just the way. It's just when they change yeah. between them and stuff that's quite proggy. The the vocal delivery is like pretty quite an emotion it's quite emotionally charged there's a name for him i've forgotten what you call it justin hawkins taught me and i've forgotten when it's just a two a two chord song i've forgotten what you call it by something probably no it Um, it doesn't matter um the harmony's crispy as usual this is probably my favorite song on the album yeah yeah despite it being quite a the, fi- the final minute or so being so over... The- you can't deny that first, it's just that so final bit. like, overrated to me. It's, like it's overplayed. I don't think it's overrated. I, it's it's overplayed. It's when they of- all come in with the harmony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like I say, like, this is... I, th- I feel like I-, I appreciate the whole album and all these songs for what they are. But this song is probably the closest do you to... Think, do you think they're saying, me. like... And what I like. Um, you can leave me. You can not love me anymore, but you'll never break this band up kind of thing. Like, we're, we're all in this together. Like, could be. Chain, keep us together, run in the shadow. Interesting take, for sure. If you don't love me now, you'll never love me again. I can yeah. see you saying you will never break the chain. Um, it appeared on the soundtrack to the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Was it the first or the second? It was one of the two, first two Guardians of the no Galaxy clue. movies. Which, by the way, the soundtracks to those movies are just insanely good. Like, they, yeah, they, they people like, always say there's yeah. with a little tape in that. Yeah, they just... I've got the first, the, first, the first soundtrack on vinyl. Okay. I think this was on the second one, though. Because um, it's, it's just a brilliant compilation of, like, 60s, 70s, and 80s rock yeah. music basically and pop music um so that obviously hyped it up a bit brought it brought it to more people's attention but but most people would still just say in, last, in this country it's formula one is isn't formula it one music the formula yeah. one music Which, or it just you know, re- reminds you of car racing somehow yeah. my, because... my notes on it though are <laughs> that bit though the bass the drums the guitar it just rocks and goes hard yeah like it, it just goes, goes harder than a motherfucker so hard and it does like, it, it's even harder than go your own way and this like the ending to that goes pretty hard yeah no like, you can't beat like the chain a different level you can, you can never break the chain <laughs> and, then, and then my final one shame it was ruined by motorsport <laughs> yeah it's a shame it was ruined by motorsport <laughs> it's a fucking banger but it's banger like ruined by motorsport ruined by all i can one. do all i can picture is nigel mansell when i hear it <laughs> yes <laughs> Nigel Mansell with his tash. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Didn't get going till he got older. Smoking some Marlboro Red. Yeah, in that car, Marlboro Red car driving around. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, so yeah, uh, anything you want to add on the chain? Uh, I've just put Lindsay Buckingham can really wail. Yeah. Even though he's basically playing one note. Wait. Yeah, but even again, that's just another example of like, even though the it's song's just all like, it needs. even though the song's like super, it's like going harder than pretty much anything else on the album at that point, and he still doesn't go into like no. fucking selfish overkill mode with the guitar. It's there. Just it just is what it is. And then he play, and then he sings the best line in the song when he's like running the shadow over the top of the vocal harmony he, at the end. Honest to God, right? So he's a, he's a decent like lead vocalist in his own right, but. On those songs where he's providing those, like, so go your own way, and at the end of this song, right, where he's providing, like, those extra bits mm. on top of what, what else that's going on there. Like, is there ever... Has there ever been anyone that's as good at just throwing those, like, single lines out? I think you'd be more of a superstar if you didn't have such a weird look. I don't really know. Look him up. <laughs> Look him up. He's got a strange look. He's got like a white guy afro, like slick hair thing. Lindsay Buckingham. And his name's Lindsay as well. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's not real. That's not real. He looks like a, <laughs> he looks like a troll. Sorry. Is that really? Cause 
I mean, image, I mean, in the 70s, he looks, he looks, looks kind of... like someone's photoshopped him and Glenn Howard in together. In the 70s, he looks kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's weird, like... It's, he looks like he's been electrocuted. Yes, he does. Just have a look. I've just said it here. Um, it looks like half half Lizzie Buckingham and half Glenn Howerton from um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, this is where I should watch Always Sunny, oh, isn't it? So good. I don't watch a great deal. Of it, it looks airbrushed a lot. He does, and I don't know how real. that happens. Oh my god, that's that's actually creepy. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Like if he didn't look like that, he'd probably be more. It's a bit like Johnny Marr. Like Johnny Marr would yeah. probably be a bigger star if he didn't look like he had a wig on, which he definitely does. <laughs> so yeah, you make loving fun. Then let's move on to the next track because we're we're probably well over on yeah, time already. Um, you make loving fun, which is basically just Christine McV goading John McV yeah. <laughs> for a whole song. Uh, yeah, he's just yeah. like, like, fuck off. <laughs> All um, right, okay, okay. Versus a bit corny, I've put. But they are like also like quite proggy and bluesy. Again, you can tell. It's, I, it's I said like I really one, like I really like the chorus. Uh, like where, sexy chorus, I put Yeah, where chorus. it like builds up mm-hmm. and she does the like The core progression is tasty. Never did believe in miracles bit. Yeah. It's very good, but it's like I say, you can tell again who's written it by the yeah, way you can sort of grounded in that. You can tell it's a McVie song, bluesy, proggy sort of vibes going on through it. You can tell it's written on the piano. Yeah, because there's keys running through the yeah. verses and stuff, right? So, um, yeah, yeah there's put, not much more to say about this one. The end line is "You make loving fun," and I've just put "fuck sake," says John McVie. As he plays a nice bass, he plays a nice bass riff. Row, I guess it's a distraction from the pain. <laughs> yes, um, she was fucking the lighting guy, by the way. What? As in the lighting? The tour, the tour lighting technician for no, Fleetwood Mac. It's close to home. That's who Don't she. Doing that's that. who she left him for. Don't be fucking doing that. At least make it, you know, at least make it someone that he hasn't got to see every night. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, it's bad enough that he has to see you all the time. Don't be fucking someone that he has to see all the time as well. That's just, just rude. Yeah. Swiftly moving on. Yep. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah. I was about to I sing it to myself to remind myself like, which one it is. My my notes on this is this is definitely the poppiest and sort of che- most cheerful. It's a duet as well. Track yes on the record, just sort of makes you smile, really, doesn't it? This one, yeah. It's got like a head bopping sort of like. Ha-ha, I've put it seems to like day. it seems to squash their beef. Like it seems like they're like telling each other they can move on. They don't understand each other's way. Had they just fucked before? <laughs> before yeah, maybe. Like yeah, one. like a sort of. Um, like, oh, why did we just do that? Let's write a song about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But it's like, I don't want to know. Is it like, let's just not talk about what what we're doing. Yeah. Let, let's be professionals. Let's be pals kind of situation. Let's be birdies. And obviously this is Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham. Yes. Not John McVeigh because he, he can't sing. So, <laughs> well, if he can, if he can, he sure has done... Like, he's done nothing with slept it. Slept in on vocals day because he's, <laughs> he's not on it, is he? Or he did. Pulled, he pulled a full vocals. day's worth of vocals <laughs> yeah. and walked out like, <laughs> and then we just deleted it all. Like, no, you're not getting your own song. Like, he's like, oh, what was that song in the 90s uh, where he wrote one? And then his wife wrote the rebuttal song or vice versa. And it was like a ringtone song. Oh, it's the Eamon guy. Yeah, Eamon. Fuck you. And then, yeah, and then, fuck you right back. Yeah. And then, and then his wife did one as well or whatever. It was, maybe he did that. It was like a reprisal (laughs) album. Like John McVie saying the record straight. (laughs) He calls it facts. He calls it it facts instead of rumors. (laughs) 
John McVie. Fact. Do you want to actually like as a quick aside, like you know how you were saying about like he he recorded a full days and they just deleted him. Like, yeah. I remember once I was recording like a like a track with a band. And I'm not gonna name names because it's quite mean, but the bass player spent like four hours trying to record the bass for the song. Kept kept getting it wrong. And in the end, I just snuck in and redid it myself. Honestly, I'd be lying if I said that hasn't happened to me, and I'm not going to name any names there because that did happen. Um, hmm. oh, fuck it, they're not going to listen. No. Are they? they're not uh, I'll tell you off, Mike, but I think you probably oh, guess. I know, I know exactly who you're talking about. <clears throat> um, yeah, so. Then there's this there's, there's the cringy. There's only one thing on this album that makes me cringe, and that's the Panorama track. Because back in the seventies, oh daddy, the, the use, yeah, <laughs> back in the seventies, the the use of the term daddy didn't have quite the same meaning as it ooh, does today, right? Oh daddy, like so. She means it in that way, though, which is the scary part. Oh, she, yeah, she actually, it's about sh- oh, it's I, about shagging. I thought it was about. I I totally thought it was actually about her father. It's another oh, in your face, no. John. I'm fucking the lighting guy song. <laughs> I actually, I really thought it was like a sincere. Song no, about, like oh no. She apparently said it. I've got. I've found this because I I wanted to know as well. I found. Oh, um, man. Apparently, she said in the VH1 like classic albums interview she wrote it about mick fleetwood because he was the only dad at the time but, okay. but then the lyrics are overtly sexual and, <laughs> um you lie. apparently lindsey buckingham's girlfriend at the time said that she wrote it about the lighting guy yeah i've written the lyrics some of the lyrics down so i said the the, the verses don't hold up very well because of the over the overuse of the term daddy and now that you've clarified that it is in probably in some sort of sexual she's context. like going on about how she's never been made to feel this way and stuff isn't she? Okay. and it's like yeah, and then okay, he's, and yeah is it she says i'm so weak but you're so strong everything you do is just all right which is a strange line and i can talk and i can't walk away from you baby if i tried I mean, I've just put it's clearly about sex. <laughs> I just the 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 musical side is this is like a quite a dark and moody sounding track. It's not a lot of the music like not a lot of like the actual Yeah. The music sounds like dark, does it, on this record? No, it, this this one is quite like Yeah. I mean Yeah, I've I'm, I've written I'm surprised John McVie played on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe he didn't maybe he might so. not have done <laughs> Lindsay might have just, oh, just done it while he oh, went wow. in see you later um but yeah basically it's like i can hear a lot of alt rock like years in the future wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for songs like this can i just pause it and listen to it a minute yeah of course Yeah, Q, nice. I had a quick listen. Just we're just saying, cue the Arctic Monkeys cut live lounge cover. Yeah, this next song's easy. called "Oh Daddy." Yeah, but yeah, like it definitely inspires a whole future generation. Bill me for the mic. Like this. I don't think it's it's the only thing from that era that inspires those bands, is it? But it certainly no, it's certainly, it's that, that sort of loungy. Yeah, Arctic sort of Monkeys like, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I guess he has that proggy element again. That they, of course, it does because of who it is. Yeah, um, she's prog lady. They they managed to blend it with like this these pop sensibilities where like bands like Floyd, like Pink Floyd, just couldn't ever could they? Like I they think were just prog. Like, they've they, got that. They've got the sunshine duo, aren't they? They've got yeah. Nicks and Buckingham who can just put that Californianess all over yeah. everything. That they like British bands don't have that sensibility that they've no. got. So they've got that like folky California dreaming thing yeah. going. And that's yeah, what like, like country folk. Retain everything with it. <clears throat> yeah. It, you know. Um 
That's why they're so good, Fleetwood Mac, generally. So that sort of brings us, I think, back onto the final track of the album. Yeah, which is a bit of a get in the bin, isn't it? Do you think? Well, not as good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sort of continues on that sort of more progressive sounding sort of vein that they sort of finish the album up with. Um, I just said, it's not a standout, but still a well-written bluesy rock song with plenty of pop elements. It's like, I've... chorus is chorus is pretty chef's kiss, though. I can't remember it. Let's, let's, let's pause again and just... just this is a problem with tracks like this at the end of albums. Yeah. So, I had a quick listen, because... It's not it's not go your own way, is it? Like you know, what I no. mean, we need needed a primer on it a minute. But it's I think I wrote while I was listening to it. Like it's not the best. It's probably the worst song on the album, but it's probably Possibly. another band's best song. Yeah, it could be. You know like what I mean? It's it's good, but it's not quite on the level that some of the other stuff on this album is. It the vocal the vocal melodies and harmonies in the chorus again are just really good. There's that sort of weird like half step bluesy chord progression in the chorus as well which yep. is just really really nice but yeah it's i feel like the last couple of like the last few tracks on the album really you're probably like oh are they gonna are they gonna hit me with another go your own way at the end here and it, it just kind of doesn't happen. no <laughs> yeah you, you happen, want like you're it? waiting for like the big sign off aren't you and it never really happens it's like after the chain things just sort of chill for the rest of the album, don't it's, they? This is really. my interpretation of this song. Lindsay Buckingham comes into the room with his new girlfriend and he goes, oh, hey, guys, this is my new girlfriend, um, Sonia. And and then they leave and then Stevie Nicks goes, I don't like her. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's basically what the song is. Yeah, pretty much. The, pretty the last lines much. are, pale shadow of a woman, black widow, pale shadow, she's a dragon, gold dust woman. She like gothy, maybe. I don't know. I, I think it's like, like she's saying goth, she's right? a horrendous bitch and she hates her kind of thing. Like I think it's about Lindsay's new new girlfriend. Yeah. I would I would second that really. Uh, apparently in an interview she said Goldust Woman was my kind of symbolic look at going through a bad relationship, doing a lot of drugs and trying to make it. So she should already make so, it. So right? maybe it's a reflection on herself then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could be. Could be quite like introspective. She does that a lot, I think, um, Stevie Nicks. It's a lot of like sort of I'm a hardened road lady kind of songs. You know, like she's like singing about how she's a badass. A bit like um maybe she invented rap <laughs> and we didn't realise this. Like she's just going on about how cool she is all the time. Okay, so that's yeah. <laughs> That's the end of, well, no, that, that's that's the end of the record. Hit hit stop. Let's, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess so. What are your like? Have, have you got like a a take after sort of uh, finishing it? If not, I can just I can just roll because I've got. I've so I'll, I've, I've written. Days. I wrote earlier. I'll I'll just read it out. Um, <laughs> it's actually quite funny. It's a total classic. It has justified acclaim and success. It's insane that they didn't kill each other when you deep dive it. Mick Fleetwood, you imagine, is just sat reading the paper waiting to play, to be fair. He always look <laughs> he always look he always looks buzzing to be there when they play live. Like he's having a really good time. That is true. I bet he was off his nut. Probably. That, that's that's where is I that left. It? That's that, my thoughts. So uh I, I just sort of said Basically, this album is a lesson in how to let a talented songwriter and vocalist shine by just backing them up, playing solid music, but staying in your lane, letting catchy vocal hooks live where they are and filling the space around it. Like, yeah. there's so many, like, elements on... You can listen to almost any song on this album, and the main thing about the song is the vocal. Yeah. And that's not how most bands work, is it? Most bands go into a room and they each play their instrument and they sort of mush everything together. Whereas this is like, everything is super deliberate, right? Yeah. So like the, there's, there's barely any strummed chord work. And if it is, it's a single strum and it's like to ring. Like there's no like 
No. Da 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 das on this album at all with with like guitar. The bass doesn't even really do that very often. The no, bass the bass is quite playing quite stabby stuff. Yeah, it's lingering on notes and then doing little like bluesy fills. No, at the it's end it's of bars it's fun stuff. to make fun of John and Mick, but they actually the rhythms section on this is like. Really, well, it really, makes it doesn't really, it? really, really good. Yeah, because it, it it provides that like central tie that keeps the song moving, but allows the vocals still to come through. And then like the the like Buckingham and McVeigh on the sort of side instruments, yeah. if you will, are just like coloring it in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it it just all works together so well. I said like the only thing that sort of detracts from this album is that I think <clears throat> because it was recorded in that time period, I think some of it can sound a little bit dated. Like yeah, of the time. Like, no, like it's not. It, some of it doesn't sound as wide as it perhaps could if it was recorded on modern equipment. That's that's sort of where I'm going. So I think warm is the sound like is the way people describe that sound, yeah. isn't it? Like it's very like yeah, it's sunshine. It's like you said, like it's like someone sprinkled that California slash like Nashville California yeah. sort of magic on the record, but it doesn't sound as. F- I think that you could s- at that time the way that they've arranged the songs. I don't think you could make it sound any more full. I think they tried to do that after this, didn't they? Like but, with, um, yeah. you mentioned the song earlier. If, if, Every, is it, what's it called? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Yep. Um, and that one, like that's very like expansive, isn't it? In terms of sound. And there's a lot of like yeah, electronics think, on it but and stuff. The, again, like that's nearly 10 years after this. Yeah. And I would imagine that, like I say, like stereo recording equipment probably that was come on definitely quite a lot, digital. I bet quite a lot more than than this had. Um, yeah, this is on tape. Like you can tell. Yeah, like this tape. is one of those albums where this is on tape. It's on Dave Grohl's um, desk, and yeah, it's for the for the time period. It's about as good as it gets. But like I say, like that's the one thing, the one tiny thing. Yeah, where if there is a drawback of this record is you can sort of tell that it was recorded before yeah. before digital recording became a thing. And this, as the the version I just just to sort of clarify as well, the version that I was listening to was the 2004 remaster. Yeah. So a remaster in 2004 couldn't couldn't make it. No. Well, it makes you wonder what the original sounded like if they had decided to remaster it in 2004. I think it's probably here on Spotify, but I just I think I might have listened to the original. Yeah. Um but my other thing is um it almost sounds like it's if you want to listen to this album and take it in properly, the vinyl's probably this is one of those albums where yeah it probably sounds as good as it's going to sound on vinyl because it was recorded only really with vinyl in mind yeah at the time, it's right? recorded with like two track like two sets of what five songs on it yeah like um but it, it's just the way that the sound quality will just sound that warmer sound always sounds better like yeah. that will always sound better on vinyl than it does on yeah. like a digital a digitized version of that original recording. Um definitely. So yeah, so sort of my final thing is that that this you can hear this album in like more or less everything that comes after. Oh yeah, like, like you can hear all the way through to now. Like, yeah. Like like anything bands like Haim are basically just doing a just, yeah. just ripping these off. Yeah. And, and it's just like I say, like it there that like the influence that the tracks on this album have are just insane. Uh and I think, yeah, for that reason, uh is this uh underplayed or overrated? <laughs> I think I think anyone that's been listened to this I think all the way through with us know. I think it's perfectly going. rated and played. Yeah. Like it's just, it's everywhere, but it's deservedly yeah. so. So I guess technically it's underrated in terms of our our sort of system. Yeah, if we're doing um, it, if it has to fall it has into those two categories, then it's underrated. There's no grey. Then it's underrated. <laughs> there is no grey. But yeah, it's. I would say that some some of the songs on it are probably played a lot. Yeah, which they're not underplayed, are they? But, no. Um, 
the album's not overrated in any way though it's it could yeah you the rest of the songs in the album could definitely get more play than they do like i say like there's songs on there where i'm like wow this is really good and i hadn't heard it before mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah no i mean i we think made it. i think we did it um we made it thanks to our sponsor um skillshare Divorce, divorce dads trading cards. Divorce dads trading cards. <laughs> Got to have a pack of divorce dads. Um, so yeah, but basically, uh, if you enjoyed this, let us know somehow. Uh, likes, comments, subscribes. Um, if you have a suggestion, there'll be a link in the bio in the, in the episode description for contacts because we haven't done that yet. This is the first time. This is our first recording of this podcast yeah so we haven't set that up yet <laughs> uh yeah uh but we we actually intend to do that properly this time yes um so yeah get in touch if you've got any suggestions on an album like i said yeah. the first set of albums that, that we're gonna do we're sort of recording these ahead of time just to sort of break the fourth wall a little bit bring you behind the curtain uh we're sort of yeah we're aiming to record some of these ahead of time just to get ourselves ahead because that was the main problem with It Gets Worse, yeah. was that trying to keep up and record. It really got worse in terms of stuff. regularity. As you know, if you're a listener, because we, we just kept just stopping stop doing making it. them. Um, whereas, like I say, with this, we can, you know, it, the album's not coming out this week. It, it came out nearly 50 years ago so it's, yeah it's you know what i mean like it's there's no sort of time constraints on us doing this so we, we're going to try and record ahead but once we're past that horizon that we've got of, of albums that we've sort of plucked out of these top lists and stuff once we're past that initial horizon happy to take requests like yeah if there's an album it doesn't have to be like the highest rated album of all time but if there's just an album that you think i fucking love this album this is my favorite album ever Please, Tom and Paddy. Yeah, um, I'll tell you which band member is what member of the Euro 96 England team. <laughs> yep, and also look into which Seaman. band members were shagging which other band members. <laughs> <laughs> Next week is Oasis is definitely maybe. The brothers were fucking. Who no, was, no, anyway, sorry. Who was <laughs> Chris Novoselic singing <laughs> fucking? It wasn't Dave. <laughs> it was Pat. <laughs> i don't know if that's true or not Pro- probably not i think he's like a big time right winger now he's yeah he's a politician isn't he? yeah he's in that new basis documentary isn't he that's coming to netflix the guy from um we'll, we'll talk about yeah, it any, anyway anyway thank we you digress. for listening if you made it this far and we'll see you in the next one i've been tom and i've been paddy and this has been underplayed or overrated bye see ya